This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Hey y'all, welcome, welcome to another week of Ike's Flame, and I'm super excited to be with you guys today, and today is a special day, we got a guest on today, so today we have on Mark Thompson, Um, if you don't know who Mark Thompson is, he is a a voice actor, um, audiobook reader, and um, does a lot of work with that, and so we're going to have a conversation with him, so I'm super excited to have you guys be able to listen in on this and join in this conversation and this interview that I was able to have with Mark Thompson. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. And here is my conversation with Mr. Mark Thompson. Alrighty, I got Mark Thompson with me, and uh, Mark Thompson, you guys may know the name, he is a voice actor and does a lot of audiobooks, um, and specifically in the realm of Star Wars, he um, dives into that, and um, so thank you for joining us today, Mark, and I love that you were able to come and be on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so just kind of to give people an overview, um, you know, some people may know what you do, other people don't. Like, can you just kind of share, like, you know, I mentioned voice acting, but like what all you do um, for that and exp- specifically in the context of Star Wars? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing voiceover for over 20 years now. Uh, I got my start uh, on a show called Daria. It was like a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. And I played a bunch of characters on that show and then kind of one thing led to another and I ended up kind of finding a lot of work in voiceover and I do uh, a bunch of characters on Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and a lot of the spinoffs of Yu-Gi-Oh. I was uh, Casey Jones on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in 2003 Um, and I've been very fortunate to just work on uh, dozens of different kind of cartoons for kids and teens and adults and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, somewhere along the way, I got asked to do uh, an audio book for Star Wars. And uh, it's a huge honor because I'm a lifelong Star Wars fan. And I've been doing that since 2006. So how many years is that? That's a long time. But uh, <laughs> 17 years. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So um Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. So yeah, I've been doing I've been in Star Wars audiobooks uh, since then, and started with the Legacy of the Force series, which was kind of um, what was happening with uh, Han and Leia and Luke's kids, and kind of their, them be, mm, being adults, yeah. and uh, really awesome nine arc nine nine book arc story in there. And then I got to do some some Thrawn books. I did yeah. the 25th anniversary of Air to the Empire and then some of the newer ones that they've released uh, after the Disney purchase. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I've been able to narrate a bunch of the High Republic books, which has yeah. been really, really exciting because yeah. I'm a big yeah. Jedi guy. So, yeah. 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 Um, and we'll talk about, I was going to ask a couple questions about that, specifically High Republic later um, and some of that. So you said the first books you worked on, Star Wars books you worked on were like um, – those now be like legends material technically. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. I did awesome. the. It was called the Legacy of the Force, and then I did the Fate of the Jedi, and they were both. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Kind of like three. They, they were both um, kind of nine book 
series that that I, I got to do all of them for. And, um, and they all were kind of in that era of like way past Return of the Jedi where it's like, you know, Luke and, and, and they have kids, but it's, it's yeah. more the period of time where their, their kids were adults. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing um, with lots of yeah. Intense. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> That's fun stuff. Um, awesome. And I, you kind of already answered this, but like, I was gonna ask like, so you've always been a star Wars fan. Um, always been into that. Um, and may kind of go along with that since you kind of already answered that is like, what, like what got you into star Wars, um, as a kid or as an adult, like what initially got you into that and drew you into star Wars? Well, it's, it's one of those things where I, I was born in 75. So I was at the, the, the perfect age to absorb everything Star Wars, yeah. you know? So like, so I don't, I don't remember a time where Star Wars was not in my life. Like I, I remember playing with the action figures mm. very young. Uh, one of my first memories of being in a movie theater was seeing Empire Strikes Back and just, you know, R2-D2 is on, they crash land on Dagobah and R2 like falls in the water. Yeah. And Luke's like, R2, R2, where are you? And I screamed out, he's in the water. You know, like, uh, so like, <laughs> yeah, I, I just like some of my earliest memories are Star Wars or playing with Star Wars or watching the, v, you know, the VHS or, mm. or, you know, the marathons on TBS yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. So yeah. I, it's just always been there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And it sounds kind of similar to me because I, I was born in 97 so oh wow kinda, okay so i kind of did the same thing with the prequels where it was like yes. always oh, there wow. growing yeah up. yeah yeah um and so yeah i kind of get that um and so yeah so awesome so with that said um kind of just like what um currently are you working on any projects now with uh voiceovers currently or um can you talk about that what you're yeah doing? yeah um I'm, I'm still doing cartoons here and there so still doing pokemon stuff uh, there's still actually Yu-Gi-Oh spinoffs that I'm working on. Okay. Um, there's a bunch of like kind of kid shows on Netflix that I'm doing. There's one called bread barbershop. And I think kitty cats might be on Netflix and Robocar Poli. And there's a show that, uh, Ludacris worked on is amazing. Uh, it's called karma's world. And I'm, I'm one of the kind of townspeople in that. So, okay. awesome. um, so lots of fun stuff there. And then, uh, actually just this week you got the scoop is that we just released the latest uh, Star Wars High Republic uh, Del Rey novel, uh, Cataclysm. Yeah. And it just got released this week. And uh, it it was so fun. Like, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the High Republic stories yeah. or not. Yeah, but... very familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, I, I, I love what they're doing with the Jedi and those and, and mm-hmm. just the descriptions of the Force and how all that works. And, and this one ratches it up a notch. And there's, there's just, it, there's a big event that happens that's, that's, feels like a linchpin it feels like a, a pivot point and uh and uh i i i just really really loved it I, and i thought lydia uh did an amazing job writing it and just uh there's some really cool stuff that happens in awesome. that one that i can't awesome. say without yeah. spoiling but yeah, it's yeah. it's really worth checking out yeah it's really, definitely really awesome. um and it's on my list of like next thing i get to uh here so i'm i'm super excited to dive into that and you see so you did the voice voice for all that then yeah yeah i got to narrate okay. that one yeah awesome yeah, yeah. sweet um, and with that said, like, as it, just even thinking about narrating and all that, like, what is the hardest part of narrating, um, for you or like, as you've experienced a lot of different things and have a big history with this? Right. I think like that I, I kind of 
tell this story a lot, but it, it's it's true for me. Is that like I I got into audiobooks because I could do the character voices and mm-hmm. and liked kind of mimicking things or parroting things, but like telling the story and kind of making sure that the um, the 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 prose or or kind of the the inner monologues and, and narration were uh, having as much energy as the dialogue did was something I really had to learn. And sometimes that can be the most challenging part for me is, is really, you know, cause these productions are sometimes, you know, 10, 12, sometimes 15, 16 hours long. Yeah. So yeah. like trying to make sure that you're really engaged and locked into the story. Cause you know, if it's that long, when you listen to it, it's two to three times that long when we're recording it, like, yeah, it, like, you know, yeah. cause I'm making mistakes and, and messing up and stuff. So really trying to keep the through line of the story and, and making sure that you're emotionally, you know, engaged with it, not just going on autopilot mm-hmm. uh, can be challenging. Cause there's sometimes yeah. where like your brain will just go on autopilot and you're just kind of reading it and not really paying attention to what you're reading and like, Whoa, whoa, whoa I gotta, I gotta like make sure I'm really yeah, yeah. telling this story, not just, you know, speaking it or whatever so. yeah yeah and i bet because i think my first introduction really to you was listening to like the some of the thrawn books on audio oh, which wow. some of those are long books I remember yeah on audio. yeah so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. Be like a good example of that yeah um so with that said like how long like when you like what's the process uh can you talk about like the process of recording that sure. and also like you like you mentioned like a 12-hour book that you record like is that a week, do you guys spend a week doing that and actually recording or is it more than that? Or what's the whole right. like? Yeah. So like, um, so my process is like, I'll, I'll get the script. Um, usually a month before we have to kind of get in the booth. Okay. And so I'm, I then will read through the script and as I'm reading through it, anytime anybody speaks, I'm kind of writing down some notes about that character uh, maybe copy and pasting some lines of dialogue or any anything that, you know, gives me a clue as to who this person is or, you know, are they humanoid? Are they alien? Are, are there any distinguishing features vocally that they might have? Is there yeah. personality distinctiveness? You know, a- anything that can help me figure out who this person is. And then I go back and I like cast it and I kind of try to figure out like what are some voices I want to do for each of these characters and sometimes I try a couple before I land on something I like or land on something that will fit well with the other characters in the book or the other characters that have been in books before this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that usually takes me, you know, probably a week or two, you know, or maybe two or three weeks to kind of really get all that together. Um, and then we go in the booth. And then when we go in the booth, for me, it's usually a minimum of like five days, <laughs> like depending yeah. on the length of the book. But yeah. typically it takes me a full five days of kind of going in. We usually start at 10, sometimes nine, and we'll go right through to like six at night, you know, and okay. I, I get I get to have food and bathroom. But then it's like, read, get back in there, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it's a pretty um, it's a pretty long process. And then after yeah. that. Um, Kevin Thompson, who's this amazing director and directs mm-hmm. most of the Star yeah. Wars audiobooks, yeah. um, he he will then like as, as I'm narrating, he's taking notes and um, putting things in the margins of the script to kind of you know tell the editors you know a certain music cue he wants 
uh, for a certain moment yeah. or certain sound effects that we want to put on or uh, certain filters we might put on certain character voices if they're a droid or if they're wearing a mask or, you know, yeah. if they're coming through on a hollow or something like yeah. that. So he'll, he's like, you know, hundreds of, you know, if not thousands of like cues like that that he has to figure out. And then he and Paul Goodrich like will mix it together and, and put all the John Williams music in and the, the special effects and the Lucasfilm blasters and lightsabers and all that stuff. Yeah. And just, you know, and that's what I feel like is really special about the Star Wars audiobooks is like, yeah. you know, a lot of times audiobooks, it is just the narrator's voice and that's it, you know, and yeah. that's definitely a particular experience. There's nothing wrong with that. But I do feel like the Star Wars audiobooks are really special because it's it's more like a radio play. It's like it's mm -hmm. like having a movie yeah. in your mind, you know. Yeah. And yeah. So that takes them at least a month, if not a month and a half, you know, to, to do all that stuff. So it's yeah. it's it's a really long process getting it ready uh, to kind of be shipped out to your ears. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I do appreciate with a lot of Star Star Wars books, like you said, it's like it pulls you in more with mm -hmm. the sound effects and with all that um, than just um which i think is super fun so um with that said you mentioned like the like they add like um different effects to voice and all that stuff so like when it comes like can you kind of tell me like the balance between like you making a voice versus them adding stuff in especially when it comes to like a droid or something right. like that yeah yeah i don't know it's it's hard to say because i uh I'm not always, I, I, I sometimes get to hear the, the final product, you know, mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't go back and listen to them all just cause I yeah. don't, I don't, I live in New York and I ride my bike. So I don't, I don't, I'm not in a car where I yeah. can like, you know, yeah. listen like, yeah. and you know, so sometimes I'll go back uh, to get references for the next book or sometimes mm -hmm. I'm just curious about how it turned out. So like, yeah. I'll listen to snippets, but, but I'd say like, you know, most of the time, even if it's like a droid, like it, it's probably about 70 to 80% what I'm doing vocally. Okay. And then, you know, cause they don't, Ke Kevin doesn't like to use those effects very heavily. Like every okay. once in a while, there's a character yeah. or a okay. droid that he'll put a really big filter on. But mm -hmm. like, I think most of the time he, he you want to like still be able to hear the narration and, yeah. and make sure that everything's clear and it can, otherwise it can get buried in the effects. But mm -hmm. You know, like sometimes, like I know on Battle of uh, Jetta, there were these really cool um, characters that I think they were called the Brothers of the Ninth Door or something. Oh yeah, like they that. had yeah. they were like a really like, I actually listened to the audiobook. They had like a really gruff like sound to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that they, I think they were the ones that uh, they they he had us read each of our lines in in three different tones of voice, mm -hmm. and then he layered that on top of each other. So it was like, it was, it was, he could have used a, a digital effect to just triple it, but it, it was really wise to kind of have us do that performance wise. And then it came out very, you know, unique and different, yeah. kind of very eerie and haunty yeah. sounding. Yeah. So, uh, so sometimes I'll do stuff like that, you know, and, and like, and every once in a while, there's like an alien where he might put a slight filter on it. But uh, most of the time it's, it's up to us as, as the narrators to try to convey that. Yeah. And when you guys are doing that, like, as you guys are, like, preparing and all that, do you get any input from, like, um, others on, like, hey, this is what this should sound like? Um, especially when it's one, like, I mean, obviously, if you're, like, voicing over Yoda, there's a specific sound to that. Yeah. But if it's, <laughs> like, a new character in the High Republic, like, do you get a choice on what that sounds like? 
Um, it, it depends. Like uh, in phase one of the High Republic, we were kind of setting the tone because I think Light of the Jedi was the first of those books to come out. Mm -hmm. So we kind of set the tone of like what uh, Markeon Rowe would sound like mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, kind of the Nile and, and all those different characters and stuff. So uh, for phase two, I think... Um, path of deceit was the first one and i didn't narrate that one so I, I i listened to some of that and 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 you know you try like it's always tricky then because you're not going to you might you might not make all the same choices or do an exact representation of what another narrator does yeah but obviously like you know i i listened to path of deceit and tried to kind of get a sense of like you know what some of those characters were like or what they yeah. were doing and then yeah. tried my best yeah. to come as close to that but sometimes it's it's um like, you know, sometimes I would get a little anxious about it not being right or not being, you know, like, for example, we did the novelizations of, uh, like, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and mm. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And, you know, for, especially for Force Awakens, um, we were coming out uh, with the book on the day that the movie was releasing, okay. and... I, I wouldn't, I couldn't have anything to base it off of, you know? So like, mm -hmm. and I was really paranoid about that because for me, it's important that those things sound consistent. Like what yeah. you see in the movie yeah. should sound like what you get in the audiobook. Yeah. And I, and we kept begging, you know, Lucasfilm, like, can we get an early screening or, you know, yeah. <laughs> or can yeah. we, you know, can we get some samples? And, um, you know, obviously security was very tight and they were really worried about spoilers. So, you know, we, we really weren't able to, for a lot of the characters, you know, they, they gave us some, um, but a lot of them, we just weren't able to, and I was mm -hmm. going to like toy stores and like finding like talking Captain Phasma toys to try to get an <laughs> idea of what Captain Phasma would sound yeah. like, or, you know, all these things. Um, but at one point we just had to kind of let go. And Kevin had this really kind of cool thought where he was like, you know what? Like, it's kind of like when you tell the story of King Arthur or Robin Hood, or even when you do these Shakespearean plays, uh, you know, someone does Hamlet. Um, the we're, if we're treating this like a story that happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, then these are kind of like stories that get told and retold for generations. And mm -hmm. everyone has their own take yeah. on how those characters yeah. might be portrayed. So, so let's, let's just think of this as the movie is one telling of this story. And then the audiobook is another telling of the story. And we're kind of, kind of telling our version of, of of these of this legend that everyone knows like robin hood or King yeah, Arthur, yeah you know and so that kind of gave us a little permission you know i still kind of wanted it to be close to the movie and i, I tried to yeah. do my best based on trailers and things like that yeah. you know um so sometimes that but that kind of stuck with me and so because now even with the books it's like you'll have different narrators or you'll have different mm -hmm. publishers and yeah. you know so so sometimes that frees me up a little bit is like i try to think of it in those terms it's like okay yeah. this is my storyteller telling this story around the campfire as opposed to someone else's, you know, yeah. and, and everyone, yeah. and there's room for both and there's, there's interpretation. And, and even like with comic books, sometimes like one artist will draw, you know, Batman or Superman a certain way. And, and there's obvious similarities in certain things that are the same, but then there's other nuances that are maybe mm -hmm. slightly different. Yeah. And, and those are just style things. And, you know, so, so I try to look at it that way sometimes. Um, but, but I, you know, but there's those two ideas are at war in me because there, there's a there, you know anytime anything's appeared in media, I do feel like I want it to be consistent. I want to try yeah. to come as close as I can. Yeah, so. yeah.
That makes sense. Kind of an idea of representing it well or yeah, yeah. duplicating it. Yeah, I can see that. Versus um, doing your own interpretation. Or, yeah, yeah, and I can imagine doing like, it sounds like you guys did Force Awakens, like pretty much off the trailers and things you got. Like the very, that had been, I can't yeah. imagine that. That would be crazy. <laughs> um, so with that said, as you guys, as you think about like all the different characters you've voiced and um, in books and all that, like Star Wars characters, like what is your favorite character that you voiced? And also like what's the, your least favorite or like hardest character you voice <laughs> um i mean my favorite just for nostalgia reasons and you know personal reasons is yoda okay you know so a- anytime i get to go like do or do not there's no try i'm like Aah! you know like it's yeah. like yeah. i just i i he's my favorite star wars character so the fact that i've gotten to perform scenes with him is yeah you know just a huge honor you know so yeah. like um so probably him i mean least favorite it's just hard to say like there there's definitely some aliens that get really tricky to do and and sometimes i kind of shoot myself in the foot and i'll i'll pick something like really scratchy or really like you know screechy and then i'll forget oh yeah you're gonna do this for about six hours so (laughs) you know like good luck with that pal you know so every once in a while there's a moment where i'm like why did i pick this voice (laughs) so but it's, yeah. it's still fun and it, it's fun when you hear the final product. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I can't imagine like just being able to reiterate some of those voices like Yoda or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I imagine that's always like always kind of a big kid moment when you get to do that. Oh yeah. Um, so with that, the, um, let's find my place here. So as you like, as you've done voice acting, it sounds like you've done it for a significant amount of time here. Like, have you had to like, tone your skills or like learn new skills with there or like how's all that i mean i'm not super familiar with it but like is that like something where it's like hey i need to learn a new skill for this book or different things like that as you've grown and done different projects yeah um yeah i mean i've I've definitely because i guess you said it was 17 years 2006 uh like yeah yeah (laughs) so I've definitely had to grow in finding ways to make characters sound different from each other. Cause like at first I would try different accents and then I would try different resonators and, and, but now it's like, I'm really like, okay, what do I do different now? Like, you know, like, you know, so like now I'm like playing with like, just, just kind of, you know, I, 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 I typically make pretty big choices, but now I, I've been experimenting the last few books with like making more subtle distinctions and trying to kind of see if they can, you know, stand out. And like, instead of like, you know, three big choices, I'll maybe make one subtle choice and, and try to like, let the, you know, um, let, let that be the distinguishing factor and see if that works or not, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I still have my bigger choice characters in there as well. But um, so, and then just experimenting with different, um, different sources of inspiration, you know, like, like looking to, uh, other, other, other shows or other, um, you know, uh, other kind of people in my life or kind of mm-hmm. people I yeah. hear over, over here on the subway and things like that. Yeah. So, um, stuff like that. And then YouTube has definitely been a huge resource. Like I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll go on YouTube and just try to listen to, um, different people talking to try to get different ideas and things like that. Yeah. And and I feel like over the years, um, just by virtue of having to do it, 
I've gotten a little bit better at um, kind of telling the story from different characters' point of view and kind of mm. like I feel like I've become a much better – I wasn't much of a reader before I started doing these. <laughs> so, so I feel like now I'm starting to understand the structure of books a little bit more mm. and the structure yeah. of um, like it's a little bit easier for me to spot – some of the foreshadowing or some of um, kind of like the, the, like, like when a, when a, when a certain chapter is told from a character's point of view, mm. how to just slightly infuse the narration with that character's point of view is like yeah. something I've kind of maybe learned or had to learn yeah. over the years of doing yeah. this. So no, that makes sense. Um, kind of add in like different inflections or whatever, just based on, like you mentioned, like foreshadowing, like, hey, this is foreshadowing. So then right. we add that inflection to add that sense of foreshadowing to the narration. Yeah. 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 Um, and like I said, I find this interesting because I don't really know much about this, but like, and that's part, one reason I was like, oh, it'd be super cool to have you on is like, I feel like you are you get to produce a different source of media than like a lot of people mm. are familiar with. And so yeah. that's kind of cool as well. And like um, what that looks like and how, how that, how that works. Um, so um, with that said, um, I know you mentioned that you just did cataclysm um, for high Republic um, with, are you like when you find like, usually like when, when a book comes out versus like, um, all that like what's the time frame that you get to know you're going to be doing a book versus when it comes out and all that uh it's pretty sh it's relatively speaking pretty short like i mean i guess like i probably know maybe three months before it comes out okay. whether or not i'm doing it <laughs> you know okay. so so it's uh i guess that's more than the public but it's not doesn't feel like a long time in terms yeah, of getting yeah. ready or, or, or kind yeah. of knowing what's happening. <laughs> so. It definitely sounds like there's a lot of prep before you guys get it going and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, so. so yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and with the High Republic, I know you mentioned you really like the High Republic and um, diving into that. Is like what about the High Republic books specifically and all that have you like really enjoyed and um, enjoyed diving into? I for me, it's the it's the different perspectives on the force like uh fate of the jedi sort of did this um and and they did it uh through through kind of different um like different groups all together like not individuals within the jedi order but more different philosophies of the force and that, i remember i like that about that series as well um but it's been really interesting to see how the authors of high republic have been kind of talking about how individual jedi within the jedi order perceive the force or have different metaphors yeah. that help them connect with the force mm. uh, that are unique to them. And I just, yeah. I, I like, that was like mind blowing to me. I was like, Oh, right. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, like yeah. it, that, that's kind of how people are with, you know, if, if people are spiritual or, or, or not spiritual, they, they all answer those questions differently. And, and so it totally made sense, but then it like, it just, it, it's so interesting and engaging and creative and, and also, like, I'm loving the idea that the High Republic, the the, the villains or the, the 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 nemesis for the Jedi is not the Sith, mm, but yeah. it's these it's these groups that have uh, 
antithetical worldviews to them that that really play off against the the, the philosophy yeah. of the Jedi in a really yeah. interesting way. Like, yeah. you know, whether it's the Nile and just these anarchists and like, we don't want any order. We want to do what we want when we yeah. want. We take what, you know, like that, how that bumps up against the peace and justice and harmony, or you've got the path of the open hand and like this idea yeah. of like this group of people that feel like the Jedi's relationship with the force is abusive to the force. And yeah. it's like, you know, um, you know, like, uh, like heretical, like, you know, uh, like that the Jedi are the, or the, or the, the evil ones, according to their point of view, because yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're not doing what the force actually, you know, so it's just, I, I just thought it's so brilliant. And it's just such a, uh, it's, it's such a, uh, a fresh take on mm, yeah. all that storytelling. And, and I'm just, and, and they're kind of acting as these perfect foils. Cause like by, by putting the Jedi against those, those guys, you're learning more about the Jedi and, and a kind of deeper root about the Jedi mm-hmm. and, and why, you know, they, they bump up against that. So I just, I just think it's masterful and I, I, I'm just really, really loving that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with all, I, yeah, I completely agree with all that. I've enjoyed all those aspects. And I think you said it's like kind of a fresh perspective on star Wars in a way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's something we haven't seen. Um, I know as I've talked to a lot of other people too, like a lot of people are like, yeah, like we love seeing how different Jedi connect with the force. Um, oh, I love it. Yeah. Like it's one thing as well. So, um, so yeah, I think, yeah, High Republic's been awesome. Um, and to see that. And so, uh, kind of like shifting a little bit, um, and more just to like what you enjoy about Star Wars and, uh, that sort of thing. Well, first, I've only asked this question. It's kind of out there, but I just was asking. You said you weren't much of a reader before this, but <laughs> have you had ever had any desire to write a book of your own? Ah, uh, that's a great question. Um, I've started to get the itch. Like I, uh, really? I, I started because, like, after reading so many of them, I was like, oh, like I, I wonder what you know if if maybe I I could try it, you know. And and I've, yeah. I've actually started thinking of different ideas that I, I, I thought, I wonder if I were to do like a, like a short story or, or yeah. a novella, yeah. if there'd be, you know, if, if, if I could make it work or not. So like, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I can sometimes get like, it's, it, I can sometimes get overwhelmed with the thought of actually doing it mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. like, you know, yeah. like the amount of work that has yeah. to go into that. And then I usually get sidetracked with like other jobs that, kind of take precedence or have more deadlines involved, you know? So since there's no deadline, I I kind of, I I think about it, but then put it off. So, but, but I don't know, like one day I, I I think I might like to try that just to see, I know, I know it's not easy. Like I, you know, reading a a lot of these books has definitely given me a a huge respect for writers and just like, cause when it's done well, it's so powerful and it's Mm -hmm. so moving. And, and I, I, and now I, I'm like, oh, this is why people like reading, you know, because yeah. it's like you yeah. you can really get to know a character in a much deeper way than you could in a film or TV show. So, yeah. Yeah. um, so I'm a little intimidated by it because of that now, because I, I I do feel like I see how rare it is when it's really really good, and like mm-hmm. how how you know how much work goes into that. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, and with this, so. Um, is there a favorite Star Wars author um, that you enjoy reading for the most or a few authors that you're like, oh, I just love it when I get to 
uh, read their books. <laughs> I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, <laughs> play favorites. You on the spot, I want to keep working. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I, and this will sound like a kiss up answer, but like, you know, I, I do think one of the the blessings of doing the Star Wars books is th- they get access to so many amazing authors because, like, mm, you know, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of really talented authors will want to work for star Wars. So mm-hmm. like, like we've gotten to like work with some really, really amazing ones, you know, yeah. and like, you know, um, so, I mean, they're, they're all really great. And yeah. I, I know that's yeah. going to sound like a cheesy answer, but like, it's, it's true, you know? And yeah. like, uh, I mean, I've definitely really connected to Claudia's writing and to Kevin's writing mm-hmm. and, uh, Christy golden did an amazing yeah. book. Um, Timothy Zahn is just so awesome at these like really intricate plots and battle scenes, but he makes them all make perfect sense. Yeah. You know? And that's, yeah. that's so hard to do. And like, yeah. so he's, he's like, it's so fun to read his books because like, you know, it, it like to be a part of like unraveling, you know, this, like, you know, these huge payoffs or these big moments, you know, that yeah. he's like, he's planted seeds through. And like, sometimes I don't get them until my second time through. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what this is connected yeah. to in chapter yeah. three. And like, yeah. ah, you know, like, so he's, he's so talented. So, so I mean, I could go on about everybody. Like yeah. they're, they're all just really, really yeah. good at what they do. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I know Tim, Timothy's on my brother loves, uh, he's actually a high school math teacher. So like, oh. when they put in like, cause I think he sat down and like figured out some of like the like math calculations they put in some of the Thrawn books. And he's like, really, that's actually legit. Like, yeah. um, and so, so I know he yeah, thinks he, of everything. That's, <laughs> I mean, it's just so cool to see all that detail. Um, yeah. That, totally. Like him and other authors put into that. Um, and with that, like speaking of like the authors, do you get to like pick their brain ever? Or like, as you're like doing that, do you ever get to talk to them? Like, Hey, this is like, what their thoughts are for this character or anything like that? Um, not really. It's kind of by choice because, um, I, I kind of, uh, it, it can, it can get to a point where there, there might be too many cooks in the kitchen or they're, they're like, you know, like a lot of times by the time I finished reading the book where I would have questions to ask, I have to go in the booth in the next week or day, mm, day or yeah. two. And like to try to get my questions answered by them in that short amount of time is not really fair to them yeah. or, yeah. or, you know, and then most of the time, like I'll, any, anything I would ask most of the time is in the text anyway. Like most mm, of the time yeah. it's like, you know, they're, cause they're, they, they don't have to really explain or decipher it. Um, and then if I were to say, Hey, you know, what kind of voice would you want for this character? Then that kind of steps on Kevin's toes. Cause like Kevin is the director, you know? Yeah. So like, and I, yeah. and, and then it kind of, I don't, I don't want to go, well, you know, Timothy's onset, you know, or yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. I want, I want Kevin to be able to kind of, you know, that that's his craft and that's what he's good at. And, you know, yeah. and, um, and I, and I think a lot of times the authors too want to kind of, you know, allow, allow that to be performed or interpreted or, you know, yeah. so, yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and, you know, but, but I, I, I kind of like will sometimes at conventions or whatever, get to talk to authors and, Mm. um, and that's always fun and engaging. And and I kind of like hearing, I I love hearing afterwards 
kind of picking their brain and thinking, so what were you thinking with this or what, what kind of inspired that? Or, you know, yeah, so, yeah. so that's always really fun to get those kind of treasures out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so when it comes to like other, so like outside of the like work that you do specifically with star Wars, like, um, what is so like what is your favorite star wars book that you haven't voice acted um or narrated um <laughs> right right <outside of> that <laughs> um ooh, yeah so i i honestly again like haven't really read a bunch of them just because uh <laughs> I'm, I'm either working on whatever the next one is i have to yeah. record and then mm-hmm. and then or, or a bunch of other shows and things yeah. like that so i I tend not to like, um, I think I did listen to path of deceit recently and I was really impressed with that one. Like I think Justina did an amazing job with that. And, uh, um, and I, I really, that was kind of what the one that first introduced this idea of the path of the open hand and and what their philosophy is. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I really found that fascinating. So I really liked that. Um, I listened to Captain Phasma and I thought that Mm -hmm. was amazing in January. LaVoy is an yeah. incredible narrator and she's just uh, knocked that out of the park. And Delilah mm-hmm. who wrote that was like, like really brought a lot of really cool stuff to that character and, you know, yeah. like, like really made it so much deeper. So I, I really enjoyed both of those. I want to listen to shadow of the Sith just cause I want to know what's going on with Luke and Lando and Ochi if it's doing it. I've, I've heard yeah. good things. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It, so uh, I, I've, I've listened to it. It's very good. So, Oh, good. Okay. Uh, highly yeah. recommend. Um, All right, good. Yeah. I'll probably yeah. do that one next. Yes. Yeah, so. yeah. So very good. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. And I thought, um, yeah, Phasma's good as well. I, I enjoyed that when I listened to that. Um, and then also I agree with, um, uh, yeah path of deceit is that what it is yeah 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 Yeah. um and that the introductions we got in that and philosophy was good as well so yeah yeah definitely um and then with that said like what is your favorite uh favorite type of star wars content like or favorite star wars content to watch out of the tv shows movies like what's your favorite um when it comes to that oh yeah it's all so good. Like I really, I really genuinely love it all. Um, yeah. I think if I if I had to pick a favorite currently, um, I'm I'm really into Mandalorian. Like I okay. I think, and part of that is is like, it 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 totally subverted my expectations because I thought, okay, it's gonna be this dark and gritty bounty hunter show, and you know, and mm-hmm. like it's all about the underworld, and you know, and yeah, and I'll, I'll watch it, but you know, I'm a much more I'm much more into the Jedi and the force and all that stuff. So, but honestly, like what, what they've done with Mando is they've made me fall in love with the Mandalorian culture as much as I love the Jedi. Like I'm so I'm, I'm all in, like, I love anything to do with the creed and, and, Mm, and learning about, you know, what, you know, you know, like you, you know, Bo rescuing, you know, a child is one of the highest things you can do according Mm -hmm. to the creeds. Like, Oh, that's amazing. You know, and just like, so I'm just, I, I'm just eating all that up and I saw, I'm really, really loving Mandalorian. So that's, that's probably my favorite of all the shows right now, mm-hmm. you know, but it's so hard to rank them. Cause like, they're all just amazing. Like, yeah. and, and for different reasons, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm totally into Andor and Bad Batch yeah. and, and, Oh, I loved Obi-Wan. I thought Obi-Wan was really, really great. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I just, and now I've, I'm, I don't know if you're 
watching the live feed for celebration, but I I'm hearing all this stuff about acolyte and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that sounds yes. amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah. I was paying attention to that this morning and yeah, yeah. all that. So yeah. <laughs> um, and we got the Ahsoka announcement. And, oh, uh, the trailer was unbelievable. Yeah, I can't I wait like, for that one. So good. That like, has the potential to beat out Mando for me. Because I, I think so. Um, Rebels is probably my, I, I like Rebels even more than Clone Wars. Mm, yeah. So to see I them wish- in live action, is just going to be amazing. Yeah. I always struggle to choose one over the other because I love them both. But uh, yeah. yeah, to see that, to start to see some of those characters in live action yes, in that yes, trailer yes, yes. was so good this morning. Yeah. So um, yeah, we got a bunch of fun announcements this morning talking about that, but uh, mm. some good stuff there. Um, I know you mentioned you, so you mentioned Mandalorian. So when it like when it comes to flipping over to like movies specifically, yeah. like what's your favorite Star Wars movie um, out of the I guess. The nine, and then we also got the two um, kind of standalones. Oh, yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's still Empire. Like, mm-hmm. I, it, n- nothing, like, I, I, I love them all, um, but Empire just has this really special place in my heart. Um, bec- like, because of Yoda, and just, I, I, I love the message of Yoda that you can't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Like, when you first meet him, he's, you know, yeah. like, seems like he's, like, you know, just this, like, little comic relief character and like <laughs> and I, I love that lesson i love i love the idea of you know being a, like the lifting of the x-wing and yeah. that you know it's it's you know it's not nothing's impossible with the force you know yeah. and, and just you you know i don't believe it it's just, that is why you fail you know like it's just it's just so i it's 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 empire and it'll, it'll probably be hard to, for anything to top empire in my mind, but, uh, I, I do, I genuinely love them all though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and probably part of that too is like, that's what you grew up with as well. Um, mm-hmm. cause I know, like I said, like prequels for me kind of had that nostalgia, especially like yeah. revenge of the Sith. Like, uh, that, that was really like one of the first movies that I was old enough to really understand and see. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, kind of, what's aspect. your favorite? Um, Probably Return of the Jedi or oh, Revenge nice. of the Sith, one of those two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I've That's always cool. that for me that was always one that I, I lo- like loved and like always remember rewatching as a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Um, and as we come kind of to an end of our conversation interview here, um, like, is there anything else with like Star Wars or like? anything like fun with that, like that you just want to like, say like, Hey, I just want to share this or just kind of like a fun, quirky thing that you enjoy about star Wars specifically, um, that you will want to share. Oh, I mean, there's lots of stuff. I, I think, uh, I don't know how many people know this, but I, I, uh, I, uh, when they did star Wars visions, Mm-hmm. Um, I got to do some of the voices on that. Like I did oh, really? some small characters. Yeah. Like, uh, in that, the, um, the episode Tatooine Rhapsody where they have the punk band on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm actually the voice of the three headed drummer, uh, land. So that's, so that's a, like a, a fun awesome. little trivia. Yeah. Thing. I didn't realize yeah. that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. that was a big deal for me. Uh, yeah. a buddy of mine that I knew from actually, so, uh, the voice actor for Leonardo in, in the, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I did mm-hmm. uh, owns a, 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 a studio and uh, and he got hired to do the dubbing for that. Okay, he knew what a big Star Wars fan I was. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, do you want to?" this like, "Yes, please." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. uh, so that's pretty cool. So I got, I got to do that. And then I'm also like, 
Um, I mean, I don't know if people care about this or not, but like uh, my my buddy John Scamardella recently got me into playing the old uh, Star Wars customizable card game, the Decipher one. You know, okay, yeah. And uh, so we've been we've been doing that lately, and I've been geeking out pretty hard on that, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah, awesome. Big time. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last question, kind of as we end here. Like, what piece of Star Wars content are you, like, looking forward to the most? I know we mentioned Ahsoka and Acolyte yeah. and all these. Um, and, like, what what coming up, if you had to choose, like, hey, what 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 do you want to see the most if you had to choose one? If I had to choose one, it's going to be Ahsoka. Like, okay. I think, like, I, yeah. I really am. I mean... Cause I, I'm, I'm so excited to see Thrawn in live action. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if we're going to see Thrawn before that. Like we might get to see him before that, but, yeah. um, I, I just, and I, but I, I really loved Kanan and Ezra and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping we're going to go find Ezra. I, I love Ahsoka. I, you know, anything with the force and Jedi. So like, did you see the trailer this morning? Yeah, I did. Like who the heck are these guys? Like the bad guys? Like, are I- they? Like, is that like, I, I, I saw a couple people and I had this thought too of like, is it, is it like a new version of Joris Sabayoth, like from Air of the Empire, like maybe, mm, or, you know, yeah. or are these like a pocket of inquisitors that didn't get wiped out or, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, I mean, so, so that I'm probably the most excited for that right now, yeah. but hearing all the interviews about Acolyte, that looks amazing. Like mm-hmm. that's going to, so, yeah. I, they haven't, I don't know if they're going to release the footage for that. I hope they do. Cause I yeah. really want to see that. Yeah. But, so I don't know. I mean, there, there's just so much to look forward to. And then like Ray's coming back and going to, you know, the, 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 ah! <laughs> like, yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. So um, there's so much good stuff to look forward to. And the, the, the James Mangold one, the, the, um, like the beginning of the Jedi. Yeah. However I mean, many thousands of years they're going to go back yeah. to that. Yeah, and I'm because I've read it's I think it's Dawn of the Jedi. I forget who wrote right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need to listen uh, to that like, book actually. But like I've read that, and I'm like, okay, assume that it's going to be based off of something like that. So it's like that's what be I'm wondering because like, yeah, yeah. Um, and like especially like, going back to like Tython as the original right the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's so many cool things that could happen with that. So yeah, when they announced the movies, I was like, oh my. And then like also with. Uh, the um yeah so just so much good stuff there so, yeah, yeah 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 it's gonna be fun oh, so I can't wait yeah so so for you guys listening fyi we are actually recording this on april 7th which is the first day of star wars celebration so we got all this information just a few yeah, yeah. hours ago as yeah we yeah recorded this that we're <laughs> this talking may be about old so. hat for you in the future but we're like <laughs> but freaking yeah. out yeah so good stuff so uh, so yeah, Mark. Thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you um, and to be on and just interview and talk, get to know you a little better, and also just hear about um, Star Wars as uh, kind of your perspective and getting to narrate these books and just be a part of that um, galaxy. So thank you for doing that. It's been awesome to have you on. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it was really definitely. fun. And as we end, can you give us um, oh, like one more uh, Yoda impression? Yes. <laughs> um, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> May the force be with you. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, 
Hey, y'all, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as I did. I had a blast recording this with Mark and getting to know him more, getting to know about his love for Star Wars and all the things that he does. And, like, go check him out on social media. Go check out what he's doing. I'll link all his stuff down in the description as well, but go check that out. Uh, He's a great dude, um, and it's super fun to have him on the podcast. And to be able to talk with him. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And as always, here on Ike's Flame, go check out our social medias on Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I love to connect with you guys there as well. And, And I also challenge you this week, go tell somebody about Ike's Flame that you think will enjoy joining our Star Wars community. Light the fire. Have a great week, friends.